0: been with us. We've been in, in a series called We the Kingdom for quite some time, and uh, we've been talking about what does it look like to identify with the kingdom and to, to align ourselves with the kingdom of God and to fall more in love with Jesus along the way. And tonight we're going to get to do a few things to celebrate what God's done in our church family this last year, to look forward towards next year. Before I fully dive in, I want to make a, I just want uh, to announce a few things. They're well, not really announced, just, just highlight a few things. Uh, one, we've got some college students in the house tonight, and that, this past week was their spring break, and just want to honor uh, the, I, myself and a few others were able to go down with the team to Tijuana just for a few days. They took a spring break trip, about 13, 15, I didn't count really, so I don't know how many exactly. Went down to Tijuana, joined up with other college ministries from the Antioch Movement to actually equal about 370 college students in Tijuana, Mexico, encountering God, going out in the city, serving people, loving people, sharing the gospel, and just to hear the stories. I was there for less than 48 hours, and the stories of healings and salvations and breakthroughs uh, was incredible. So way to go, guys. Proud of you, and I'm sure as a church, we'll get to hear some of those stories uh, in the coming weeks. And um, also just want to highlight, just take take a moment and pause to highlight someone who's in our midst who deserves a lot of honor. Uh, there's about 70 people in the room last night as we had our uh, discipleship school open house. And we got to hear from uh, just a, a legend, a, a hero of the faith, someone who uh, walks with Jesus in a pure way, who challenged us in the room to fall more in love with being a friend of Jesus. And I just want to honor him. His name is Dan Bauman. Dan, will you stand up? Dan Dan Bauman. Yeah, let's honor him. Thank you. Hey, hey, Dan, stay standing for a second. Dan, stay standing for a second. I just want to thank you for paving the way. You've been you've been in ministry for longer than I've been alive. You have been paving the way. You've gone, you, you, the way you risk with Jesus, your faith, your friendship, and, and thank you for being a friend of ours here in Salt Lake in the movement. We love you. We appreciate you. He's uh, a leader in YWAM, and he's, I mean, uh, he could tell you stories that would, I mean, he, they did. They, they blew our minds last night. Uh, he's also an author. How many books do you have? Three, and you brought, they're here. Uh, the, we'll, we'll put them out at Next. Uh, he's an author of three books about uh, risking, about overcoming fear, and about walking in friendship with Jesus for the long haul. So those will be at Next if you're interested in those. Just honored that Dan's in the room tonight. Okay. Well, if you have your Bible, you can open to Psalm 52. If you don't, it's right here on the screen. Psalm 52.9 says, For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people, and I will hope in your name, for your name is good. That's kind of a blueprint for where we're going tonight. We're going to spend a, a few minutes celebrating the goodness of God and what He's done uh, in some of our people, in our church family over the past year. I don't know what the past year has looked like. I know we're in, like, March, so I'll think of, like, I don't know, 2018. <laughs> uh, I don't know where, to, where 2018 took you. But life's hard enough as it is without being reminded consistently of the goodness of God. And maybe you feel like you're in a valley right now, and, and, and the goodness of God, the transformation of the gospel, is, 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 isn't real to you in this moment. That's where we need to lean into one another and remind one another of the testimony of Jesus and what he's, what he's doing and what he's done. There's a story uh, in the Old Testament where the, the people of God would literally just pile up stones to mark the place where a miracle had happened, where God had shown up, where God had moved on behalf of His people. And they would just pile up these stones as these little monuments to remind each other as they they went on their way. Every time they would pass, they would say, remember what God did. Remember why we built this little pile of rocks. It's to remind us of what God did. And it also says in that story that a generation of the people of God stopped doing that. They stopped reminding themselves of the goodness of God. They stopped passing on the goodness of God to the generations. And it says that within a few generations, the people did not know of the goodness of God. It's on us to remind each other, to lift each other up. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Wherever you are in your journey, let tonight uh, uh, encourage you. Let it spur you on. Let's celebrate one another and celebrate what God's done in our church. So you're going to get to hear from a few people, from a few heroes uh, in the church tonight. And uh, first, I would love for you guys to give a round of applause and welcome Haley up to the stage.
1: Hi, um, my name's Haley. And um, yeah, I'm just going to share a little about my testimony. In 2018, God called me out of religion and into relationship. And I fell flat on my face. I had no idea what I was doing, and I kept trying to chase after religion. And God kept showing me, Haley, I want a relationship with you, um, and it caused me to be in the season of anger. Um, and I just felt so hopeless inside. And I met with a friend, and I told her I just word vomited all of these, all of these things, and she just said. Haley, let's go to Antioch. And I didn't want to go, and I just rolled my eyes. And she wasn't saying it because I needed community. She was saying it because Antioch is a safe place so that Jesus can can save. And the moment I walked through those doors, God started unraveling my heart in a way only God can. And I started to see God, and he gave me this vision of me running. And I thought I was running towards God when really I was running away from him. And he kept saying, Haley, I have you. I've got up to you. And he started running towards me. And he got me. And he's fighting for me every day. And this is just a testimony to tell you that I have freedom in Jesus. And if he's fighting after me, he's fighting after you. Every single one of you needs to know that. And I felt that during worship, that he's fighting for you no matter what season you're in. And in 2019, I realized that, that this life is about freedom in Jesus. And he's so, so good.
0: Haley, how old are you? 16. What am I doing with my life? Okay. Thankful that you're part of the family. Honored to walk with you. All right. You both coming up? All right. Let's do it. Welcome Lakin and Murray Watts.
2: My name is Lakin. This is my husband, Murray. Uh, he didn't get to be here the last service, so I'm glad he's here. I had to do it all by myself, and I was scared, but now I got this big guy. Um, so we uh, we moved here from Arkansas um, to be a part of the church uh, three years or four years ago. How, four, okay, um, four years ago, and we um, we were just on fire for Jesus. We it was. So good. We loved it. We were um, sacrificing. We were wanting to go to the nations. We were we did the D school, and then um, after the D school, we kind of just got in this weird season. And the only way I can describe it is we were sleepwalking. Like we were just asleep. We were not awake to what God was doing in our life or in anyone else's life. Honestly, we were just kind of going through the motions and, um, yeah, sleepwalking. So, January 2019 comes along, and um, we're asking God what our uh, word for the year is, and we feel like He says, Wake up. Um, and so we did. We were like, Okay, we don't really know what this looks like, but um, it's kind of one of those things where you don't really realize you're asleep, and then someone's like, Hey, hey, wake up. Um, so, we finally just start waking up and coming alive. We, um, we start seeing God do like just these sweet and kind things. Do you um. Uh, he started to ask us to surrender things, especially me. I had to start surrendering some things in my life, and um, it was hard, and I was angry. But I just just decided to obey, and um, I kept declaring the goodness of God over, uh, the promises that He had given us, and saying, God, I don't want to do this, but I believe that You're good. I believe You're good. And now, um, three months in, we have seen God move in more ways in these three months than we did in all of 2018. He has been so faithful, and he is, I mean, he has shown up at the grocery store with my Uber driver, um, (laughs) uh, just with just certain small situations, and even, even in places in my heart where nobody else knew, like no one would know except Jesus. He was so kind to my heart, and Um, just said, like, hey, I see you, and I know you, so um, now we are alive, we are awake, we are um, just enjoying a really sweet fellowship with him, so.
3: I didn't prepare anything, I didn't think I was going to be here, but uh, (laughs) um, I think the the big thing is, and we've learned this, if you're bored in your walk with Jesus, you're not doing it right, it's an adventure, there is freedom in the name of Jesus, No matter where you are today, tomorrow is freedom. That's what he proclaims to us, and that's what we get to take hold of. And to say it to ourselves, to our spouse, to the Lyft driver on the way here, to whoever it is, we get to proclaim that.
0: We're just family tonight. <laughs> All right, last and never least, uh, please welcome, uh, oh, she's holding a sleeping child. Please welcome <laughs> Marab and Francisco.
4: Hi, my name is Marab, and this is my husband. Francisco. Um, yeah, just uh, we got to do the d-school Um, the first d-school and during that time we felt God stirring our hearts um, to serve one day in Mexico and then amen (laughs) last year we got to go with the college students to on the awaken trip to Tijuana yeah to Tijuana sorry and um, yeah it was so amazing like we got to see uh, God move and we just felt right at home we were ready to like pack our bags and just move there. Um, We got to talk to the pastor and he explained, you know, the great need they have. And we were like, it's time. This is, God is saying it's time. So we got, we came home and we just started to get no here and no there. And we're like, God, what's happening? Like, we thought you were calling us to come now. And we, we were getting all these no's. Were you just teasing us? And just um, while talking to our de- um, not leader uh, life group leaders, they began to talk to us, and we, we started praying about this. And we realized that God was just inviting us to trust him, trust his timing, and um, inviting us to be obedient. And uh, what we had experienced in Tijuana was just a taste of what he had for us in the future. And, um, yeah, so this last year, I had to write this last thing. This last year, God invited us to be obedient and see him move in response of that obedience. Uh, My husband has a short story he wants to share. And he's going to share it in Spanish, and then I'll um, interpret.
3: So, un (coughs) día me levanté a trabajar. Al transcurso del trabajo llegué a la conclusión de que quería un café tremendamente. <risa> Había pasado por uh, por una economía difícil. En ese transcurso formé algo en mi mente y dije, voy a llegar al 7-Eleven, preparo mi café. Y llego al cajero y digo, oh, se me olvidó mi cartera, déjame ir a agarrar cambio al carro y nomás me voy de ahí.
4: I know the story, so I'll just (laughs) sit down. But, um, sorry. Um, So we were going through um, uh, some uh, finance difficulties, and he was heading to work one morning, and he really, really was craving a cup of coffee. He said that um, on his way to work, he started trying to come up with, like, how am I going to be able to get this cup of coffee? So he thought, I'll stop at 7-Eleven, I'll prepare my cup of coffee, and I'll just uh, tell the cashier that I forgot my wallet, and I'm going to go get it, and I'll just leave with my cup of coffee, and um, I know he took some time to repent about this, but um, we, um, so, sorry, not we, he, um, he said he stood in line, and he noticed there was a very tall lady in front of him, and while he waited there, she turned around and said, isn't it a beautiful day? Look, look what a beautiful day it is, and he told him that, and he looked, and he said, oh, yeah, and he looked at my husband, and he said, and she said, "Um, don't worry, I'm going to buy your coffee. And he just uh, felt God telling him there, you don't have to worry about the little things or worry about anything because I will always be faithful and I will never leave you. So, yeah.
0: If you know this guy, he really was quick to repent, I'm sure. Uh, Few men are as sensitive to Jesus as this man right here. I'm proud to know him. So I just don't know if you caught it in the story about four years ago, they felt a prompting what it, maybe God's calling us to Mexico to, to serve and minister. And these last four years, life happened, it got hard, and uh, it just, just didn't happen. But it's happening, and I'm so excited and honored and proud of these guys um, uh, this past week in uh, Tijuana. Uh, uh, Marab was there with me, we were able to sit down with the lead pastors of the church in Tijuana, and uh, we've been in a relationship with them for quite some time, and they've, they've, they formally said, hey, we would love for you and Francisco and your family to move down here to Tijuana to serve in our church with us and get trained up to go plant a church in Central Mexico. And uh, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm just honored to know you guys and your obedience and moving like Merab officially was the first ever applicant to uh, the Antioch Salt Lake City Church Planning School that we're going to launch here in a few months. And uh, we're going to send them to Mexico. I want to actually bring the Watts up uh, once again with their sleeping child. You guys stand over here. I don't... Um, this is Luca. Wait. Yes, okay. I was like, had a fear. Oh, the pierced ear would have given away. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if you've heard us say it from the front here before, but uh, four years ago when this church was planted, we, have, we had a heart to see Salt Lake City reached. And we believe that God's bringing revival to the city. But our heart was not to just see Salt Lake City transform, but to be a church that plants churches around the world. And we uh, believed for four years and didn't know when that process would start. And uh, I'm honored to announce that within the next about three months, these four will be our first-ever church planning school students. Um, Francisco and Morab will be moving to Tijuana, Mexico, uh, like I said, to get trained up there for we don't know how long. Uh, and then to go start who knows how many churches throughout Mexico and Murray, why don't you share where you guys will be going?
3: Yeah, so Lakin and I, she mentioned it a little bit in her story. We have felt called to the nations for quite a while and uh, felt God really tugging on our hearts. And um, we will be, after the completion of the church plant school, going to southern India um, to go church plant.
0: <laughs> Praise God. I think we have, we think we have, we convince ourselves you got to be perfect uh, to go do the, 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 the things of God. But we don't. we just got to be willing and obedient, honored to know you guys. We will be with you every step of the way. And our Antioch gets an inheritance in India. Antioch, Salt Lake City, gets an inheritance in New Mexico. And who knows what's next after that. It's the fruition of promises. Bless you guys. Love you. Give it up for them again. Heroes. <laughs> I want to celebrate one other person in the room. His name's Jonathan. And he's been playing the keyboards the whole time. And I would like to publicly repent to Jonathan because last service I forgot this part and he played the entire service. And I'm thankful for you and love you. <laughs> We are in the midst of a lot of heroes. So I want to transition. Uh, I thought it was really powerful. Like having a keyboardist behind me was like everything I was saying was epic. Um, but maybe it was a little distracting. So thank you, Jonathan. All right, let's throw that Psalm uh, 52 back up on the screen if you would. We're to be people who celebrate the goodness of God, bring in transformation, pursuing hearts, pursuing friendship. Uh, waking us up and, and encouraging and saying, I will, I will respond to your obedience. I'm just looking for hearts that are willing. So where, wherever you are in the room tonight, there's a place for all of us to, to respond in obedience. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to get all our ducks in a row. We just got to have a willing heart that says, I'll wake up. What do you want me to do? And let him work through us in a way only he can. And uh, I want to transition us now into the second part of the verse. I will hope in your name for your name is good. We're about two, two and a half months into 2019. And I don't know where it's taken you so far. But as we look forward to the rest of 2019, we can look forward in hope. Because he's good. I don't know if your experience has told you he's not. He is. I don't know if your circumstances have told you otherwise, but he is. In Proverbs 29, it says that without vision, people perish. We've got to have a vision. We're called to, uh, uh, corporately and individually, we're called to pursue Jesus with everything we have, to pursue righteousness, to grow in faith and understanding. But there are seasons of life, and we as people are called to, to know what's happening in the season that we can press into to say, God, what have you called me to in this season, in the, in 2019? What have you called us as a church to in 2019? So uh, Kate and I, uh, my wife and our leadership team and our staff, we spent a lot of time praying into what, what would the Lord have for us in 2019? What's a word of God for Antioch Salt Lake City in 2019? And I want to I want to talk about that tonight, because here's what we felt like was abundantly clear that the Lord was speaking over us as a church family in 2019, that if we will continually realign to the kingdom and respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we'll go deeper in intimacy with Jesus than ever before. All right, so we're going to break that down. See, we've been in a We the Kingdom series since the turn of the year. And it was based on this fact that we felt like God was calling us to align with the kingdom. So we've talked about the Holy Spirit and walking in friendship with the Holy Spirit and obedience and submission and honor and worship and, and fee- the fear of God and, and um, repentance, all, all sorts of things. Out of an obedient response to God saying, we've got we to be a people who realign with the kingdom realign our heart's affection on the person of Jesus and realign the way we live our life with the way he modeled life to be led. So I don't know, some of those topics were heavy. Some of those things were intense. Know that they were out of a heart to pursue the kingdom and respond in obedience to, to being a people who realign with the kingdom. John 6, 68, there's a a passage where Jesus is speaking to a group of people and he's saying some hard things. And some of the people start to leave and they say, this is too hard. This is too hard of a teaching and it's offensive. And they go their own way. And then there's the famous moment where Simon Peter looks at Jesus and says, Lord, whom shall we go? Who else has the words of life? the words of eternal life. My hope, my prayer for us as a church is that we would be so convinced of the goodness of God, that we'd be so convinced of His heart towards us, that we would live in light of where else would we go. This whole the kingdom, We the Kingdom series was about there's a lot of different ways that we can live our life. But God's way is best. It might not be the easiest, see, those people left because it was offensive. It's hard to align ourselves with God's way sometimes. It's hard to, 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 to humble ourselves and say, you know what? I think I know how I should live. I think I know how the rules should be made. I know where the boundary line should be, but I'm going to submit to you. It's hard, but where else would we go? Who else purchased us on the cross who else has eternal life who else paid for the power of sin and the penalty of sin to be taken away from us and put on him there's no one else no one else chooses us no one else loves us no one else uh uh, died for us no one else defeated death for us no one else has the words of life our heart in 2019 you see uh when you come, if you're in the room and you follow Jesus, you had a moment at some point in your life where you were living your own way. And you meet Jesus, and when you make him Lord of your life, there is an alignment that, has, that happens. That you would align, I'm no longer going to live for myself. I'm no longer going to, my heart's affection is no longer going to be solely on me. But I'm turning, and I'm choosing you, and I'm aligning myself with you and your Kingdom. And then for the rest of life, we get the opportunity to realign, to continually check the motives of our heart and our actions that we would be more in love with Jesus, that we'd be focused on him, that we would be living the way he's called us to, not to earn something, not to earn salvation. That's already been purchased. We're not talking about that. We're talking about because his way is better. And we've been so convinced that there's nowhere else to go. So John 6, 68 is, the, is part of the word of the Lord for us this year. Where else that we would be convinced that there's nowhere else to turn, nowhere else to go. We the kingdom, we Antioch Salt Lake City, it's all about Jesus. It's all about the affection of our heart being on Him. It's all about our attitude and our response to life. It's all about our, the way we live, the way we talk, aligning with Jesus, not out of religion but out of hope that he really does have our best in mind. That his way really is best. So that's realign. The second part of that, that word that we felt like was respond. See, it's, 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 uh, let's just go to the, the scripture real quick. James 1.22 Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. I think I think most of, of, of walking with Jesus is an invitation. He's, he invites us to so much. Now we can choose to, be re, uh, to receive, to have listen to really good sermons, to have really good uh, worship sets, to receive really good information, maybe even receive really good inf- uh, uh, revelation. Uh, God is prompting us as a church, would we be people that take an active role in the kingdom? That respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, that respond to the leadership of God in our life, that respond to the word of God. That we don't merely get really good at knowing stories and having knowledge, but that we would actually apply it to our life and actually be initiators to go out and be active people in the kingdom. You see, I don't know, some of you might be like me. I spent 20 years in church uh, before I really became uh, an active part, before I really said, wait, you want to partner with me? I can, I can actually respond. I can be obedient. It's not religious. It's not rules. You have freedom for me. You have freedom for others through me. I could be an active part of, of following Jesus and seeing others come to know him and seeing others find freedom. If I would just respond, if I would just take what I'm learning and apply it and and be obedient. And I feel like that's our invitation once again from the Lord for 2019. Because I really think 2019, there's going to be some really good information. There might be, hopefully, prayerfully, there's some really powerful encounters that you're going to have with God in 2019. But you can encounter God and then not apply it to your life. You can encounter God and sit down. Our heart and our prayer is that when we encounter God, when we read Scripture, when we we have these moments, that we would respond and not just receive. There's so much for us as a church, I believe. God has so much for us. If we would continually uh, uh, realign, you see, I. I'm reminded, I don't know, I'm not super. I learned in, in the four o'clock service, I'm not super well versed in ocean things, um, like at all, just the ocean. That's pretty much, I don't know other words for it or <laughs> water stuff. And um, when I was about 10 years old, um, I was with my dad and some other 10 uh, year olds and their dads, and we were on this trip. And um, uh, we were out in the water, just, uh, it felt like just a couple of feet off the shore, and we were, uh, you know, playing catch with a football or something. And without realizing it, next thing I knew, I probably have the only moment in my life where I say would I have a near-death experience. Without realizing it, the current had, had taken me, I had pulled me, I had just been drifting and drifting. And next thing you know, I took a step and there was nothing beneath me, and I had wandered too far, and I didn't know what to do, and I just started flailing and, fla- and splashing, and luckily, some other dad saw me. Uh, I, was, I ended up to be about 50 feet away from anyone, and he swam as fast as he could, and he pulled me up from under, and he saved my life, and I tell that story to say the ocean is terrifying, And you might not realize when you're drifting. I mean, we're all pretty on guard for like the big, like, oh, I've changed the way I live my life, and I'm running the other direction. But for so many of us, it's just, it's that little drift in our heart. Like Lakin was talking about, just, it, just falling asleep, just not really, under, not really pursuing relationship, not really spending time with him, just a, a, little, a little heart drift. Now, now we're not talking about death and destruction, and we're not talking about losing salvation. Those things have been purchased, those things are, are nailed to the cross. But we're talking about living the abundant life that Jesus promised, living in the freedom that Jesus has promised. If we would continue to realign ourselves, not out of religion. Not for Antioch's sake, that we would be, uh, may 2019 be a year where we fall more in love with Jesus, not more in love with Antioch, not more in love with a building, not more in love with programs, not more in love with with coffee mugs and t-shirts, but with Jesus. Everything we do from why we worship during church, why we preach, why we do life group, why we do discipleship, why we do the discipleship school, why we go to the nations. They're all amazing things, but they are the enemy if they're pointing us away from Jesus. Would 2019 be a year, no matter what happens circumstantially in your life, that you would go so deep in relationship with Jesus that your circumstances might not change, but you would look back on 2019 and say, it was worth it. It was worth it to press in. It was worth it to realign. It cost me something, but it was worth it. Those guys, they turned and they walked away from Jesus. It was too hard. It's not easy. Anyone that gets up here and says, Uh, friendship with Jesus is easy it's not we've got to fight for it we've got to contend for it it will cost you something but if we if you've tasted of the goodness if you've experienced him in a real way it's nothing it's 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 peanuts to to whatever you're giving up is a joke if, you've, if it's for Jesus, if you've encountered Him, if you're giving up, if you're turning from an old way of, of doing life for Antioch, it's not going to be worth it. We're going to let you down. We're just people. We're just trying our best to love Jesus and help others. If you're, if you're, if you're turning from an old way and trying to follow Jesus for your parents, it's not going to work. The only thing that will sustain, the only thing that will make this worth it is encountering Jesus. That's who we want to be. When we planted Antioch Salt Lake City and we had t-shirts and we marketed and we had campaigns, it was for Jesus. It wasn't so we could have a pat on the back because we pulled off a church service. It's because how else can you gather people? Like we're just doing the best we can here. (laughs) We're trying to gather people that we might put them in a position, that we might put you in a position, that I might put myself in a position to encounter the living God. So 2019, a year of realigning, of, of, of saying, God, would you search me and know me? Would you know my heart? Whatever my heart's affection is right now, would it, would it turn to Jesus? Would I live, would we as a church live in light of the cross? Not in light of a trendy church. Not in light of a cool place. Not in light of of slogans on cars or tweetable moments, but in light of the cross. In light of there's no other way. In light of "When when I was Lord of my life, it did not end well. But Jesus. But Jesus. And would we continue to realign the way we live, not out of religion, not because a church is telling you to do it, but because Jesus modeled the best way to live, the way that will lead to the most freedom, the way that will lead to you discovering the, your purpose on, on, in life, the, 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 the way to live that will lead you to the cross and not, not away from it. It's Jesus, and it's he modeled how to live would we realign and would we respond would we be active participants of the kingdom this year would we initiate how to be how to respond in obedience when the holy spirit prompts however small however big that we would that we would respond, that we would, that we would be obedient, that we would be asking God, what ways can I be obedient? I want to be a part of your kingdom. I don't want to just be a member. I don't want to just sit in the club. I want to be a part of the action. I want, like, people get bored. Like, I think Murray was quoting me maybe, but people get bored because they're not being obedient, but people get bored because they're not in the action. When you're, just, when you're just receiving on the sidelines, this thing is, is, is really hard. This thing is really hard to, to, like this Christianity thing, this following Jesus, when you're just sitting on the sideline, it's hard. But when you are an active participant, walking in obedience, responding to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, reading the Word of God and obeying it, it's life. I think that's where the abundant life is. Amen? But really, as I prayed for this message tonight, I really just wanted to celebrate Jesus and to make sure we're all on the same page as we walk out of this place for the rest of this year. It won't be a church. All the even even as I sit here and talk about let's realign and respond, the heart of realigning and the heart of responding is that we would fall more in love with Jesus. That's it. That's my heart for each one of you. That's my heart for myself, for my wife, for my kids. If we look back at the end of this year, maybe it was a really hard 2019. But I I met Jesus in a in a way I hadn't before. I I fell a little more in love with him. Because he's worth it. He's worth it. I'm gonna invite the band to come up and I asked if we could just celebrate. Let's just celebrate Jesus. Just lift him up in this place. That's that's why we gather. If you've ever wondered why Sunday service exists, it's to celebrate Jesus. May the focus be on Him always. You guys want to go ahead and stand up with me? I know this was a really simple message, but I found those are usually the best. We can just cut through the fluff. This life is about knowing Jesus. Dan, last night at that uh, discipleship school meeting, over and over and over, he just talked about life is about friendship with Jesus and he's really good. I mean, Dan has a revelation of how good God is in a way I don't, and I need it. But there's more. There's more. We get to press in and seek Jesus and align ourselves with him and walk in freedom and transformation and be active participants of the kingdom, all that we might grow in our knowledge of how good he is and how much he loves us and how much he's worth everything. I'm going to invite some of our leaders to come up down front and just, um, we do a thing called ministry time and just really make, make ourselves available to pray with anyone. If you, if you feel like Holy Spirit is prompting you tonight, to maybe you need to talk to someone and pray about realigning or responding, this is for you, just an opportunity. If you're in the, in the room tonight and, and, and you need breakthrough, you need healing, you need you, whatever you need, I would invite you to just respond and come up and get prayer. Why don't you pray with me? as we just focus once again on Jesus. Jesus, You're worth everything. We love You. We thank You. Lord, I pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we would have the strength and the courage to to walk out of this place and align ourselves with You, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't make sense even when it's offensive to our flesh, that we would trust that there is no other way, that, that there is no other way, there's no, un, there's no one else. Where else can we go? You're the only one that provides hope. You're the only one that, that, that lavishes grace and love and freedom. You're the only one that purchased us. You're the only one that died on that cross on my behalf. You're the only one that paid for the penalty of sin and the power of sin. You're the only one that took my shame and my condemnation and my brokenness and took it on yourself that I might live in freedom, not only in this life, but for eternity. I can have relationship with God because of you. There's no one else that purchased us. There's no one else that's worthy of following and aligning ourselves with. Jesus, everything we do is for you. We glorify your name. We call on your name. It's your name that causes the darkness to flee. It's your name that brings freedom. It's your name that casts things out. It's you and you alone. It's not our own strength. It's not religion. It's not Antioch. It's not good sermons. It's you and your name alone. And we worship you and we choose you tonight. Amen.